Welcome everyone to AVL's Mobility Technologies latest podcast series, Reimagining Mobility. I'm here with Greg Davis, President and CEO of Eviation. You just about a month ago had your first flight. Tell me a little bit about it. I can see it in the smile. You're still very excited. Well, thank you very much, Stefan. It's great to be here with you. What we did we, for the first time, we flew a full-scale, all-electric commuter aircraft. Never been done before. It was also the first time that a Part 23 fly-by-wire aircraft flew, just on top of what, what else we did. By flying this airplane, by, by doing that, what we actually showed is that the entire thing works as a system. From a propulsion technology, um, you know, we haven't seen engine technology evolve like this uh, since we went from the Super Constellation to the 707, from the, the piston engine to the jet turbine engine. Uh, and that was 70 years ago. So this is the first time we've seen that type of change happen. So making that flight, showing that we could do this uh, with the battery technology, powering those motors uh, and flying the airplane, uh, it was part of aviation history. It might be a little less noisy than this as well. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Well, it, you know, when you're standing next to those motors, when they're at idle mode, um, you hear a dental. And, uh, and that's it. You just hear, hear, you hear a little bit of, of, of wind noise from the propellers. And, and we've actually been intentional about that. So we've designed the aircraft uh, so that it's also going to be quiet. So it's going to be zero emission in terms of specific emissions. You know, nothing comes out of the plane when, sure. it's, uh, when it's flying or yeah. nothing yeah. burns. And, uh, and then we've designed it to be quiet as well for that, that optimum uh, reduction in pollution. Just another, just another example of how many parallels there are between passenger or again, vehicles on the ground and now vehicles in the air, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. So with, you're talking battery, you're talking steer by wire, fly by wire, right? So very similar to what we work in the automotive space on the ground. Um, AVL is pushing more and more into, into you know, air technology as well, right? We also have something going on in space, but air, tell me a little bit, where do you see the business case for electric airplane? Where do you see aviation filling a hole, filling a gap? So half the world's air travel is 500 nautical miles or less, like truly half of all of the flights in the world. Okay. Uh, we're, in a, we're in a segment, the electric segment, that really works on, on the shorter range portion of the market. Okay. So we're targeting an, uh, an initial range of 250 nautical miles when we enter into service. And, uh, and we say, you know, we found the sweet spot for electric aviation. So it's a nine passenger aircraft. Uh, nine passengers is the limit under, uh, under the operating regulations where you can actually fly your plane with a single pilot. So you can have nine okay. paying passengers okay. and one pilot, which is why we're introducing the technology for the, uh, for the avionics, the you know, inform information that the pilot uses to fly the plane, sure. the fly-by-wire system, um, all of this integrates together. Yeah. And so, I mean, this is, this is where, we, where we've come up with this idea. Um, we like to say it's about the three Cs. It's about carbon, cost, and convenience. Right, so specifically zero emissions. There's no tailpipe on the aircraft, yeah. right? Yeah. Nothing comes out of it when it's flying. Right. Uh, the cost of electrons, you know, where we did our, um, our, our first flight, our, our test flight out of Moses Lake, I think it's 12 cents a kilowatt hour for, for electricity, right? Cheaper so than gas, probably, it's, right? a, it's, a, it's less than a tenth of the yeah. same energy if it was derived from, from aviation fuel. Wow. And then convenience, it's about being able to go point to point. I mean, right behind us, you can see the runway here at Arlington. And uh, we want to be able to, to re-engage with that, that regional air travel, connect small communities okay. to other communities. I mean, you think about this, at any point in time, uh, you can find nine people who want to come from Arlington or go, to Arli uh, go from Arlington to you know, Spokane or Olympia 
uh, the other side of Seattle for that matter, right? So, I mean, yeah. and these are routes that we will be able to, to facilitate with our type of aircraft. You touched upon an interesting point about, let's say, the environment, right? Uh, the pollutants, the emissions. What about hydrogen? Hydrogen as a energy storage and energy. I mean, a lot of people, again, it's interesting how much parallels we see between aviation and on the ground vehicles, right? We see hydrogen certainly for heavy duty trucks. We do quite a bit as AVL in that space. We see it now heavily fuel cell and hydrogen for stationary power. But now we also see more and more people talking about, I would say at least, for, again, in the air. What, what is your take? So sustainable aviation is gonna require a mix of technologies. You know, we're doing all electric. So that's one path, hydrogen, uh, which you can you, you know, make into fuel cells or, or actually combust, you know, burn like a, a traditional mm -hmm. fuel. Uh, and then for aircraft, it's a sustainable aviation fuel or a, a net zero based fuel that goes and replaces uh, traditional jet fuel. Or, or really hybrid, which is any any combination of any of those sure. technologies yeah, that yeah. you want to consider, yeah. it's going to take everything, right? So for the for the immediate application of our technology, the purely electric, it's going to be applicable to, um, to short range aircraft uh, with with the size up to about nineteen thousand pounds, right? Okay. That's where we're that's where we really see the sweet spot for electric aviation being. Um, and it will also be, a, it's, a, it's a sizable market. I mean, today there's 4,000 aircraft uh, that we could go and replace immediately uh, with the aviation analysts with our, with our numbers, right? Basically, yeah, that we could just go and do, and that's without even introducing new markets for it. In terms of hydrogen, uh, I think you're going to see uh, a, a development that's going to take a little bit longer than uh, electric uh, technology to bring to marketplace, but it is coming. And uh, there's lots of, you know, uh, entrepreneurial and, and, and companies playing in that sector. Yeah. Uh, and, and then, as I say, you're going to see uh, some, some form of hybrids that's going to use a mix of those fuel technologies. You talked about something interesting about hydrogen and the footprint, the cost of it and everything. Tell me a little bit about any concerns about the infrastructure. I mean, right now, from electric vehicles on the ground, I know we're not talking on the ground here, but for passenger vehicles and heavy-duty trucks, really the hot topic right now is, generally speaking, infrastructure, right? We don't have enough charging stations. We don't have enough power. Uh, is it a chicken and the egg problem? And now aviation is coming into the game, and I don't know. You tell me. It's, yeah, so the, uh, the infrastructure, you know, we've actually got a lot of really important tailwinds right now. So the regulatory framework in the United States, um, there's the Inflation Reduction Act, yep. which actually has money dedicated towards uh, improving the availability of sustainable fuel and sustainable technology infrastructure. Um, in, uh, in the aviation space, uh, you know, what, what, what we've got is we've had really good engagement with here in Washington, the Washington, Washington State Department of Transport and their uh, airport electrification initiative. Okay. But federally here in the U.S., um, we've actually seen recent bills pass. There was a Senate bill, uh, S-516, that actually enables the FAA, give, gives them a mandate to go and work with other U.S. Uh, departments uh, like the Department of, of uh, Energy, pardon me, um, to, uh, yes, allows them to work with the Department of Energy to actually take some of those other technologies that are being developed in terms of battery and charging uh, and then deploy them to, to the, the airspace solutions. Mm -hmm. What's really great though, when you look at the difference, what's great for aviation, when you look at the difference between electrifying the road network uh, and electrifying an airport network, uh, there are millions of miles of roads here in the United States alone. Yeah. And there's millions of cars. And when you look at building an electric infrastructure that will go in and eventually replace uh, or supplement 
um, the uh, the traditional you know automotive fuel infrastructure gas stations, yeah, yeah, gas yeah, stations. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so when you look at that uh, for for ground vehicles you're going to have to put in hundreds of thousands of, of, yeah. of charge points of, yeah. of maybe hydrogen pumping stations yeah. and so on I mean the roadmap's there for it but it's a it's a task for aviation you know there's 5,000 airports in the United States and of that there's about 2,000 airports that are identified as being underserviced so if you if you want to go and, and, and Put a charger in every single one of those airports. It's only two thousand airports. I mean, it sounds a lot like simpler, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the great, true. great difference between the, you know, the, the whole idea of the open road. You know, going back to post-war, the idea you can get in your car and, and go wherever you want to go, whenever you want to go there. I mean, that's what you have to deal with when you're uh, when you're building an automotive network. Sure. For an airport-based network, airplanes are, are are very different. It's not about going anywhere, whenever. It's about what you want as a passenger in particular is to leave from the airport you wanted to leave from exactly when you meant to leave and arrive at the airport you wanted to go to exactly when you meant yeah, to be yeah, there, right? Yeah. So, you, you know, you can do a lot just with those first two charging stations. And, you know, we have a customer, uh, Cape Air, uh, based in Hyannis, New Jersey, and they operate uh, on, on routes, you know, typically under 200 miles. And so our aircraft is going to be able to go in and start servicing those routes. So they'll be able to put Alice to work uh, right away when it enters into service. And, and, and they're helping shape where those charging networks are going to go. So clusters will build, people will operate the aircraft on routes where they, they know they can operate them. And then eventually the technology will evolve uh, to you know, more general aviation uh, applications. And, and, and so that, that's where we're headed. You know, the other thing that we've got is we're also working on a mobile charger solution. Okay. So bringing together the automotive yeah, and, yeah, and the yeah, aircraft yeah, side, yeah. right? Uh, you know, certainly if, if you do ever have to land at an airport, um, you know, where there's no established charging network, uh, maybe there's an air show, maybe maybe you just need to go there. You, you'll have the ability to go and, and charge your aircraft uh, using those, those trucks. They'll also be really useful on an airport. Um, so that you're not always tied to going to the exact same stand or, or parking spot to charge yeah, your mobile, plane. Yeah, you can get to the plane exactly, instead of the yeah. plane having to go Whatever to the Whatever gate you're yeah, at or exactly. the parking yeah, spot, you just go charge it. Yeah. yeah, interesting, interesting. You brought up an interesting point, Greg, about the technology roadmap. We just talked infrastructure. And I want to say, besides battery, which I assume you agree, again, we need safer batteries, higher capacity, higher power rating, power density let's say um, solid state batteries is probably one of the solutions that helps there as it relates to the energy you need on the, on the plane, on the vehicle. But tell me a little bit about outside of the battery. What, what are we looking at in the next five to 10 years when it comes to aviation or eviation, what you guys wanna do? The certification standards for the aircraft actually give us some really good guidance material for for the safety-related items that, that you just referred to. So the batteries that we have today that we've flown on the aircraft, are, are they're safe. You know, there's a clear path for making those certified yep. products. So we're, we're really good. But in terms, of, in terms of the overall development for the aircraft, we're going to be bringing in this product to market in about five years. So 2027 will be when we start delivering airplanes to our customers, when they start getting used day-to-day -day transporting passengers around. What we need to do to make sure that our aircraft is, is the best possible aircraft it can be is to look at all of the different technologies affecting the entire buildup of the plane and make sure that we're picking the one that's going to be most advanced, 
the day the aircraft enters into service. Okay. So things like the avionics for the aircraft, autopilot systems. A really interesting one is the, uh, the way that you de-ice or, or put an anti-icing system on an aircraft mm -hmm. like this. Mm -hmm. We don't have bleed air, right? So we don't have the hot air coming out of our engines. Yeah. Uh, because no air comes out of the engines, right? right. So, so we'll have some cooling fluid that we might be able to repurpose for, for some, some applications for de-icing, but we're going to have to come up with the most energy-efficient way to de-ice the aircraft so that we can use as much of our battery power uh, as possible for actually going from point to point. Okay. Right? That's how you increase your range and your speed for the aircraft uh, as the technology develops. Right. So that's certainly one. It's a lot of things associated with those systems. Um, environmental control systems for the aircraft. Again, we don't have high pressure air, so we need to create either high pressure air or something to replace it uh, instead of just being able to take waste energy from the aircraft. Mm -hmm. It speaks to how efficient the entire integrated system with the energy storage system, the batteries, yeah. the uh, EPU. Overall thermal management. That's right, yeah. exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. So all of these things uh, that are working together and, and, and you can start to see how the technology is going to evolve. So that's all about timing. It's very interesting, all the parallels. Again, thermal management is a big topic in automotive yeah. or mobility on the ground, right? The, the battery technology is huge, the infrastructure, very, lots of parallels, which very interesting to see. So in your program that we work together on, or we helped you guys with, lots of challenges, obviously, that we've overcome, uh, lots of transparency and openness and trust. I saw it outside in, in one of your offices there, the big, the big sign and how important it is, and I couldn't agree more. From your perspective, what was the biggest challenge that we or you guys had to overcome? The, the, you know, this is quite the journey. I, I think that what, what's, what's, it's actually what's ahead. I mean, in terms of, of building the prototype aircraft, uh, any, any new aircraft is a, is a project, right? It's something that requires uh, dedication and commitment, the right partners, right? You know, just nobody can do it themselves, right? You're all, there's always a requirement for partners, even if you're wholly verti vertically integrated as an organization. Everybody needs help, you, you right? Need, you, yeah, you, you need to find the right people yeah. to work with, yeah. right? So, so th this, taking this idea and, and evolving it to say, hey, we can do something really incredible here, and then keeping that vision and driving it through what's a multi-year process. It takes, it takes a long time by you know, automotive standards or, or, or consumer product standards. Yeah. Aircraft takes a long time to yeah, develop. Yeah. So you need to have a clear vision from the minute you start into it until you start delivering and supporting aircraft and service that you're gonna keep going with your program. So, I mean, that's, that's the kind of thing that we overcame together, you know, and certainly during the development of those prototype batteries, new technology that didn't exist, we, uh, you know, we, we came up with, with some in interesting uh, uh, physics, uh, you know, the physics inside the battery cassettes was, was something that, that was new because of the higher voltages that we're yeah. working with, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's been really uh, quite something to see how the technology has advanced so that we can make a practical application of it. Right, yeah. I think that's very similar to our side, right? How we have used new technologies, combined them with existing technology, with existing methods, obviously heavily reliant on, on simulation, right? Yeah. Not only for the ground, but now also for the air. Um, and, and work within that, I would say, sometimes confined space, but still moving things forward and bringing new technologies in a safe way, integrated into the vehicle. Again, thermal management, as we just talked about, it just, it all comes together then at the end. Yeah. So maybe final question for you. What's more exciting? seeing the Alice fly or the journey? 
I think I think seeing the journey in front of us is what's most exciting. In front of you, okay. Okay, all right. Option. So right. you know whether you're going on a on a on a on a great adventure, right? You know the best day isn't the day that you get home; it's the, the day that you set out, yeah, you right? Yeah, yeah, sure. and, and that's what we've got right now. Oh. I mean, we're set up. The first flight was it was the milestone, but the but the point was that we showed that we could do it. We showed that we could make the system work. But that wasn't the end game. That was right. just that was just the the, the gate that opened up. The beginning it's almost, it's right? the beginning yeah. of the yeah. journey. It was the yeah. first step in producing the aircraft that you and and, and your children, my children, that we're all going to fly in, yeah. right? You know, as we make those trips, there we go see our family, or we do the one day business trip, or yeah. or you know we we get our packages overnight with with no 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 fuel being burned in the process on the aircraft. Right. I mean, this is this is what's really exciting about it. We're we're very excited to be part of. You know the newest tech, newest generation of aircraft that's out there. Um, it's uh, it's the beginning of the new journey. That's the most exciting part. Yeah. Thank you, Greg, for your time. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Thanks for listening to Reimagine Mobility podcast. If you like this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend.